This is episode 23. We're in the middle of a season uh, all about relationships, relationships with God and relationships with one another. This week, love does not envy. Hello, hello, hello. We're just two normal dudes trying to live this Jesus life. My name's Josh. And my name's Andrew. And we are This Jesus Life Podcast. Josh, how you doing, man? Andrew, uh, I see what you tried to do there. Uh, My name has been changed to boobies inside of our script. Um, No longer Joshua boobies. It's just boobies now. Um, But it's not everywhere. Just really... And when we say script, let's be honest, it's just the intro. We should know this by now, but we, we don't. don't. Um, we We're still just read not. It every week. Uh, I'm offended. You just changed the script, by the way, <laughs> as I'm looking at this. Yeah. I feel like my title for you was fantastic yeah. and should be read on, on the podcast. Yeah, they, I'm Andrew the ASS Muncher. Come on now. No. That's Come on, that's too that's inappropriate. Disgusting. So people, we have a we you? have a shared Google document that we like put in our <laughs> intro and stuff into. And uh, while Josh was praying, um, just going to confess it to you all. While Josh was praying, I changed his name from <laughs> Josh to just straight up boobies, um, so that he wouldn't see it until uh, that moment. Uh, so that worked pretty well. Pretty that's well. true. And then I left the screen. <laughs> Uh, to make sure that I had the episode number right. Oh, man. And came back, and all of a sudden, it said boobies on well, me. Well, speaking of which... Oh, the hijinks. Here's, Josh. Here's the funniest yes. thing, is we should know all these things. Yep. We don't. Right. We, we look at them every week. And it's the same thing every single week, so this is probably why we constantly change it, because it just entertains yeah. us, because it never changes. Yeah. Um, even though some people don't like our intro. By some people, I mean one person that we have already <laughs> publicly shamed. <laughs> Uh, but for everybody else, I think it's catchy. Josh. Uh, but yes. Andrew, to get us to get our conversation mm-hmm. going before we dive into the big topic of right. envy, right. Right. Uh, what would you do with $100 million? Uh, that's a great question. I would pay a ton of it in taxes um, and be upset about it, but not mm. that upset. Um, I would immediately pay off my house and just have no mortgage payment except taxes or whatever. So that'd be awesome. I don't know, dude. I feel like I would want to find some cool things to give a decent portions to. Um, but I also would want to do some really fun stuff. Like it'd be, if I had just a hundred million dollars in the bank account tomorrow, I feel like I would be like, okay, I'm going to, I don't know if I'd quit my job or not. Like I might quit my job and start some business or I might just keep doing my job, but I feel like it'd be a blast to be like, all right, 20 best friends, we're all going to this place, you know, in a month and I'm paying for everything. Let's make it happen. You know, like just do a really awesome friendcation. This sounds awesome. Killer. I think you should definitely win yeah. or should get a hundred million Dude, dollars. Then. I'll, I'll take you on vacation. Uh, what would you do? Well, like what are the first things you do? Man. Well, if we're going on vacation, I'd get a yacht uh, somewhere. I wouldn't buy it because that's just rent it for the week, probably or whatever. More than a hundred million, mm-hmm. but yeah, I rent it for the week just for uh, my closest friends. That'd be killer, uh, and probably some family, and not all the family, not all the friends. Um, it'd be a very select yeah. group of right. people. Just kidding. Well, when you're uh, on a boat, man, a there's there's boat dynamics you got to worry about. You know, it's like who's 
True. Who's going to drink True. too much and it try to take over the steering, like... like the captain role? You know, like, <laughs> you can't invite that guy. <laughs> or, or girl. girl. Uh, either one. Uh, it would always be cool. This isn't really money related anymore. But, like, <laughs> you can rent houseboats on That'd be uh, sweet. Um, Lake Tahoe. I think it's Tahoe. I think there's probably a lot yeah. of lakes, but it's. I think it's big mm-hmm. on Tahoe. Um, that'd be cool to have a bunch of houseboats and just a bunch that'd of friends. That'd be awesome. Uh, that'd be a good time. But if I had a hundred million dollars, I've always wanted to build like, like a rec center with hockey Ooh. rinks and like baseball fields and gyms and indoor water yeah. park. I think that'd be pretty sweet for the, the community. That'd be cool. Um, and not charge an arm and a leg, like, you know, some of your LA fitnesses and those kind yeah. of things. But, um, that'd be, that'd be probably my first thing. And then, yeah, you'd probably quit your job. Um, at least I would. I think I probably uh, Or maybe would. I just buy my job. Uh, <laughs> just buy your job. It <laughs> could be the other option. <laughs> just buy it. I think that's what I think is what it was sold for, just under that. Um, so maybe I could buy that's it back. Funny. Um, I'm not yeah. sure. No, man, I don't know. But yeah, I don't know if I go crazy. I, don't, I, just, I have some dreams that I have that I would live out. Yeah. But. We're going to talk envy in a little bit, but it's weird. I like. I just, there's not a lot of stuff that I envy. Like I might envy like uh more land. <laughs> like it'd be cool to live on a place with like twenty yeah. acres that I privately owned, you know? In your own private be- your own private jet and helicopters. No, you could- no. When in reality, like a hundred million dollars, though it is a lot of money, it's not a lot of not money. Not if you're thinking about jets right? and stuff. Like you're not dude. Yeah, yeah. You're not filthy no. rich. You're like you're pretty good. You'll give a fair amount of money to your children when you die, and probably even to your grandchildren. But you're not like private jet. See, rich. but who? Um, maybe rent car- charter private jets, but definitely not. Yeah, but I just, you're dude, I just am so cheap in my mind that I feel like if I had a hundred million dollars, I'd be like, I'm good in this house. And like when the neighbors sell, maybe I'd buy their house too, just to have all their land and stuff. There you, you know, go. just to add but, their yeah, land. Yeah, but like I just. I don't know, dude. I never want a private jet or uh, like I'm maybe going to ride in a helicopter, but I don't want a helicopter, you know? I don't know. But it just. Yeah, it's yeah. the upkeep that seems really expensive. Yeah. My money would die yeah, yeah. really fast. <laughs> uh, I'd get a phenomenal business manager yes. uh, and get him to start investing my money with a lot of oversight. Right. Let's be honest, sometimes business managers are not good yeah. people. Well, um, speaking of good people, yeah. would you rather be attacked by Bigfoot? Or a shark. And let me tell you, you live from both attacks, but you are traumatized and you have some minor physical long-term damage. Minor physical long-term yeah. damage. That's not bad. Uh, I would rather be attacked by Bigfoot, hands <laughs> down. Um, I'm already terrified of sharks. Uh, not my thing. I'm terrified of sharks in swimming pools and a shadow goes by. And let's be honest, most sharks can't live inside of a swimming pool. One, because it's not salt water. Two, because right. they're too right. big. Right. Uh, yeah, so shark attack, no. Like, I won't even – if we're in the middle of the ocean and they're like, hey, you want to jump in and yeah. swim? No. I, dude, no, I don't. shark attacks freak uh, me out. Because it's too dark and sharks yeah. – yeah. Yeah. No, thank you. Uh, but, yeah, Bigfoot, yeah, he could beat me up. I'm picturing him, like, grabbing me by the ankle and just slamming me back and forth yeah. a handful of times. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, you can say you saw Bigfoot. So there's a win-win there. Uh, and I might not ever go in the forest again. 
uh, at least not the deep forest. Right. Uh, Stay on the edge. But he could also attack me because he's Bigfoot. I could be in the middle of a city and he attacked me. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, I'm not really sure how. uh, I was just trying to think of like a. Because, like, um, if he was really going to be sneaky, it wouldn't be in the woods. It'd be in the city. You would be in your newly finished. You just walk into your living room. No, you'd be in your newly finished hockey rink. And the thing you would not expect to happen at all is that Bigfoot takes off like a janitor hat and turns around and you're like, oh, crap. And he just beats the crap out of you for like an hour. Yeah. You know? Because the the janitor hat is the thing that has kept him in disguise up to this point. He's just been pushing a mop around, like trying to blend in. There's a game. There's a game I played for my a while. My brother uh, plays it called Sasquatch. I think it's called Sasquatch. It's on the uh, Apple Arcade, um, and you you're a Sasquatch essentially living in the woods, and then you like gain all these different whatevers, yeah. and eventually you're like a news reporter taking pictures and working for a business, uh, and your disguise is like a suit, and then they don't know you're a Sasquatch. That's funny. Uh, so they're just a really hairy oh, guy. Uh, but that's what I'm picturing. Yeah, that's exactly that's what, what I meant. That's exactly what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Andrew, yeah. on this note of things that aren't real, uh, do you believe in ghosts or aliens? Uh, I'm way more prone to believe in aliens. Uh, like I, uh, I don't think, and I wouldn't like die on this hill. But I just like I don't think there's anything in the Bible that is explicitly like you are the only life form God created, and He created this huge galaxy, all these planets, all this other stuff. So in my mind, I'm like, of course He made some other aliens, people, maybe not people. I don't know. Yeah. Of course He made some other cool stuff. Do they, you think they have a different like? Um, timeline or theology than we do, or do you know. think it's identical? I don't know. To ours? I feel like he might have. See, this is where it gets weird. I have no idea, but I, I just feel like with the enormity of space and time and everything, that he probably made some other civilizations or some other people, for lack of a better word, some other life forms. You know? Yeah. Um, I don't think they're like the, probably the flying saucer aliens that we see depicted, but I don't know. I yeah. don't know, uh, but ghosts. I wouldn't. I'm not sure. If it came out, say we get to heaven and they never make it here before then, and we get to heaven and God's like, oh yeah, there's <laughs> these other 17 civilizations. Yeah, and they all never. I wouldn't send. be shocked. You guys didn't. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah, you guys were the losers. You sucked. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is <a> yeah. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't be shocked, but at the same time, hard to believe. Yeah. And I definitely don't believe they're here. Yeah. If they are, because let's be honest, like. The next closest galaxy that could support life yeah. is so far away, yeah. and the amount of time it probably took them to travel here, why wouldn't they announce it to well, the world? They, like, we are so superior to you that we are here, and like, like it took them a while to get here. Like, why wouldn't they? I'd tell the whole it's world. Either, it's either that they didn't do that, or they're just really, really about anally probing farmers, so they just... <laughs> abduct them and it's weird that that check them out thing. it's like what they say it's like they uh, you're like me in and mm, you learn so much about these me. individuals if you stick a probe in their butthole <laughs> like mm, i just don't know how much you're gonna learn from me uh, but like um, ghosts there's like some stuff helpful. in the bible like uh oh gosh whose spirit is it that like the one samuel yeah like that that sorceress lady like calls up the spirit of Samuel and yeah. and maybe also the spo- yeah. spirit of Moses or Aaron or something like that. It's a weird story, but so I don't know. 
I don't know what to think about ghosts because it's like, of course, there's a spiritual realm, angels and demons and yeah. God and the devil. There's a lot going yeah. on, but I don't know about and ghosts. And Samuel wasn't like wasn't pleased about it. <laughs> like why? Yeah. Like what are What's you What's your problem, Saul? Like why are you bringing me back Leave here me alone? Uh, it's a little terrifying that people have the ability to do that. Yeah. Um. So like now you get into like the sorcery thing and like witchcraft and it becomes a lot more terrifying because you're actually doing something. It's not just you're playing in your basement. Um, Yeah. So I don't, I don't think in general spirits are around. Um, Yeah. But at the same time, the Samuel story says it's possible. So who knows how all that plays out? Maybe we just understand that story incorrectly and it's not played out exactly the way we're interpreting it. But uh, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be shocked or surprised. Yeah. All right, I'm Andrew, last yes, question for yes, you. Yes. Uh, if we pulled open your iPhone and we went to whatever the application is called that tracks how much time you spend on mm-hmm. things, uh, what app mm. would be most used? Okay, this is conjuncture because I've not looked at my time report, but I think the thing that I probably spend the most time on is probably Instagram. Um that's the one that just like sucks my time away. Let's see. Hoi. Yeah. The inst screen time is what it's called. Yep. Uh, yeah. Apps. Yeah. I think uh, Instagram is probably it, man. Most used. Nope, that's just Wow, my most used in the last week was Google Chrome. But I had to do a lot of research about tile work for my shower. So I was probably like... It's Googling fair. things. That's yeah. Fair. What about you? For me, it's it's mini motorways. <laughs> so in the last week, I've spent an hour and 25 minutes on it. If you don't play it, you should because it's a blast. <laughs> uh, great puzzle game in your head. Nice. Uh, and I'm well over, if you do play it, I'm well over like 2,500 on all the different levels. Wow. So I'm pretty good. Dang, dude. Um, That's no joke. Then it's Chrome. Then it's Instagram. Nice. Uh, and then it's email. There's no way I spend that much time in emails. <laughs> that doesn't even doesn't make sense. Uh, there's there's another section on here of pickups. What's the app you use most often when you pick up your Ooh. phone? And mine is email. Ooh. Email and then Chrome. Yeah, yeah that's fair. Um, I don't even feel like I spend that much time in e- like my work doesn't even. We don't email. We use Slack constantly. You just um, you just love. But I guess I well, really do a lot you do love to write me long, detailed emails, and I'm like, Josh, just call me, dude. I do. Like, send me, you know. Well, I like it. I like it because it's a recording of like my journal every day. <laughs> so like, I can always go back and be like, what did I do on October first? <laughs> oh, I e- emailed Andrew about it. I had that bowel movement that was pretty impressive. I took a picture and sent it to him. <laughs> Uh, you then, attach an image yeah, to the email. That makes sense. Check it out. Yeah. I feel like that's important. Uh, you can't talk about something so visual right. like that and not. No, not show I'm it. I'm just not a good enough yeah. writer to explain it in such it's a way. It's a very important thing. show it. That's fair. All right. Uh, we're, talking, <laughs> we're talking on love does not envy. That's right. About relationships. As we continue in this series about relationships yeah. and how to do relationships well yeah. and the importance of relationships that has that Jesus has has uh, put all throughout scripture. Um, I would argue that you take scripture and no matter where you end up uh, in it, that that verse is about relationship, either relationship with God or relationship with one another. And envy is definitely on there yeah. um, in terms of 
um, the destructive nature of envy uh, when we choose to live inside of it. Um, but um, yeah, what's your first thoughts on it, Andrew? Well, first thoughts, I know we were kind of talking about the $100 million thing, and it doesn't sound to me like envy of stuff is a big issue in your life. I don't think envy of stuff is a big issue in mine. I could be wrong. I don't know, man. But I, I just don't think about being envious of other people's things that often. Um, but with that being said, I think of envy as like something that is a very, can be a very destructive force. Um, something that oh, can yeah. kind of take you from like uh, a, a place where you're content with what God has given you relationally, um, stuff wise, like tangibly, like, it can take you from a place of, of being potentially content or satisfied with what God has provided for you and can can totally shift that so your focus becomes, oh, here's all the things that would be better in my life, you know? So it kind of takes you away from a heart of gratitude, I think, if you're envious of other things. It, it shuts down your ability to be grateful uh, about things. Um, so, yeah. I don't know. I, well, and they also say, yeah. like... There's plenty of scientific studies out there that, that's doing research on this. I think it's relatively new within the last decade research of like gratitude is such a key portion of your happiness. So if you can't live inside of gratitude, it's one of the major reasons that you can't live essentially hmm. happy or content life. I didn't know that. That's pretty cool. I'd, I'd, that'd be yeah. interesting. There's a lot of studies that say like if you just wake up, this, is, this isn't religious sure. though. We see this throughout scripture. Um, but like even the secular world is saying, hey, spend a few moments every day writing down three things that you're grateful mm. for, um, and you're going to find yourself in a much healthier and healthier, happier place. Wow, uh, that's pretty cool, man. I um, but. I don't know. I I do think there's a a Bible verse. I might Google this in a minute um, about a grateful heart um, or thankful heart turns away scorn or something like that anyway i'll look it up so i can i can come back to that but yeah man when i think about envy i think it's it's something that is just destructive i don't know of like any yeah. positive version of envy like i don't think there is one um i think envy is just a negative trait which is why um in these bible verses we've been talking about first corinthians 1 through 13 1 through 8 um, love is patient. Love is kind. We covered those two last week and the week before. Go check it out. Um, but love does not envy. You know, the first two are like, it is patient. It is kind. And then it flips and it says, does not envy. You know, so um, it's just a negative uh, for sure. And I think like if we go all the way back to kind of the origin story of the Bible of how we kind of understand God the Father and um, Satan um, in their roles. I think envy played a huge piece in why Satan looked at God and said, I could do better. You know, like that that yep. a thing, a, a, an angel that God had created, um, Lucifer, <laughs> looked at him and said, um, I could do better if I was in your spot. You know, um, it was envious. I don't know all the reasons. Yep. I don't know all the details behind that, but it's like that was definitely a piece of what what transpired from Lucifer being a, the head angel to being like a total outcast, enemy of God. So, um, 
Yeah, and taking a lot of other people with him. So I think yeah. it's just a negative trait. Well, and like, look at inside of relationship, and envious is 100% destructive of yeah. relationship. Like, it will destroy it um, faster than anything else that, that could destroy a relationship. Yeah. Um, I think oftentimes, especially growing up, you find yourself envious of other people for different reasons. Maybe it's personality traits that they have, or um, relationships that they have, or even things that they have. Um, and just the destructive nature that that causes or the divide that that creates or disunity that creates between you and that individual, yeah. whether that individual knows or not mm-hmm. what you're, that you're envious of them. Um, and like you, like, I don't, I don't really envy a lot of stuff. Like my neighbor has a Range Rover. Uh, and when he, when he first said it was his car, I was like, Oh dude, that's one of my dream cars. But I don't look out my window staring at it like, Oh, yeah. I need that yeah, car in my right. driveway. Um, that doesn't come to mind. I just think it's a nice car i love my truck yeah, so right um, i'd have to have both because i would still want a truck um so I, like for me it's not that side but relationship like there's been plenty of times that i've envied relationship yeah. um or i felt like i was losing relationship and and it was going somewhere else and i was envy or jealous uh, of that um, and that causes just even more destruction to that relationship that you're just trying to hold on to or you're watching from afar however it plays itself out but so there's that piece of it too that it's just it's so destructive Mm -hmm. in in what we're doing and oftentimes you don't even realize it um like you don't realize that the cause of all this angst this frustration this destruction around you is is the envy that's living inside of you um because you've justified your envy in your own head maybe not not um um Consciously, yeah. like I didn't realize I'm um, envious, but I'm going to justify it based on this. But we, our brains are pretty smart things and start to move things around to make it work work how we want to. But like James said in um, uh, James chapter three, uh, verse sixteen, not to be confused with John three sixteen. Yeah. This is James three sixteen. Still a great verse. Doesn't have anything to do with <laughs> salvation though. Um, but James says, for where uh, you have envy and selfish ambition. There you will find disorder and every evil practice. Yeah. Um, and I've seen so many people's lives, and and not just their life, but the lives of them around them, just be utterly destroyed and um, yeah. fall apart because of one person's envy of of another of another situation. And maybe it's their envy outside of their situation. Like they have, you know, they have this envy of this person that has this kind of influence or this kind of platform, and I yeah. don't. Um, and you chasing that and covering it up with a bunch of different things. Maybe you cover it up with, you know, uh, you think God's in something. So you chase down that something or, um, you cover it up in other ways Uh, and just the destruction of everything around you that, that starts to cause. Um, and you think you're, you're in the right because you've justified it in your own head. Uh, I say all this to say this, like, it's extremely important. You got to pay attention to what you're envy. Envious of, and it's a hard thing to pinpoint. Even for us, we're like we're talking. Hey, like, get these stories about being right. envious, and you're like, well, no, not really. And then you start to re- dig in a little bit more, and you're like, well, I guess, yeah, yeah yes, things maybe not, but relationship matters to me, yeah. and um, that plays a role in this. And um, there's other areas that you could be envious of, of you know, personality traits, and maybe it's not even envious of another mm. person. Maybe it's like, here's my personality traits. I just wish I had these personality traits. Yeah. I'm not really envious of the, anyone that has them necessarily. I just want them. Like anyone specific, I should say. Yeah. 
Um, so there's that piece of it too, um, that, you know, you, you are who you, God created you to be, to do the things God created you to do. So, um, without those things, you wouldn't be able to do those things. So I, I think it's going back to what you're saying. There's a level of contentment of being okay with who yeah. you are. Um, and the identity that you find in Jesus, um, to not let yourself get too far down the road of, of envy. And I would argue, and this is just off the top of my head, I would argue if envy is, is rampant in your life, there's some Jesus issues that you need hmm. to dig into in relationship with Jesus yeah. um, to figure out um, why are you going down these roads? Yeah. What are you missing? Or what do you think yeah. you're missing? I think you're right. I um, like thinking about envy on me personally, like a personal story, it is kind of hard to pin down. I think of one story from my life that I'll just give the quick version, but um, about a year into dating Jana, who is now my wife, um, we were on summer break and there was this guy who Jana had been really just great friends with for a long time, worked with him, um, good friends at home, all of that, like known him for years and years, went to high school with him, all this stuff. And, um, basically came out, you know, like early in that summer that we sophomore year when we had just, um, not even dating for a year, but came out early in that summer that, um, that he liked her a lot. Like he expressed, Hey, I want to be, I want to be a lot more than friends. No, no. Um, but I'm finding this out as she's finding it out. Um, but I'm in a different state and we're doing different things in the summer and all of this. And it's a new relationship. And, um, we were pretty serious about each other even before parting for the summer. We'd been dating actually for like five months, you know, four months. So anyway, I, I let this kind of fester in my heart and mind. And I think it was a place of like being really scared about the possibility of losing Jana. She was the first person that I first, anybody I'd ever dated that I, um, told I love you, you know? And I don't even think I'd said I love you too at this point, but I... Dang, dude. I love yeah. you? After four months, you're already dropping the I love sure you tour? I did, man. I was serious about it. Ooh. I know. I know. Um, but, but it was like, to me... Which would have terrified me in the sense of like, she's leaving me for this other yeah. guy now because you freaked her out because you said I love you <laughs> yeah. already. No, but it was like... It was freaking me out, and I just i I don't think yeah. I was nearly as honest with my reaction as I should have been right up front, you know. And then I got kind of possessive, and I got worried, and I couldn't do anything to control it. And it got to a point where she just basically point blank told me, like, "Hey, you gotta you gotta be able to trust me in this stuff um, that that I can." be around him with all of my friends that I work with and not have anything go on. And if you can't trust me, we can't, we can't make this thing work. And it was like this stark wake up call of like, I'm actually, this thing happened that was out of my control. And then I let envy kind of fester in my heart and mind and almost lost this relationship that was so important to me. Um, then, and, and to think of what would have happened if I lost, if we broke up and couldn't date and, I mean, my life would look very different and I don't know what that would be like, but like, that's the one thing of envy where I'm like that relational envy where I just, it was fear driven. It was lack of trust driven and probably at the forefront, it was me not reacting nearly as honestly as I should have. 
um, about like, oh, that kind of freaks me out because you know him better than you know me and you're dating me and I'm far away and all this stuff, you know, could have been way more honest yeah. in it. But I don't think there was anything positive that came out of that except for the point where I realized I was the one that almost destroyed our relationship and that I learned from that, you know, I learned a lot from that. So, yeah, I don't know, man. Envy is just a tricky thing where it's like my favorite part yeah. of that story is the uh, poster site picture of your wedding day that you sent that guy <laughs> and you wrote on it. Suck it. <laughs> hashtag winning. Like that's my that favorite part of the story. True. Like, dang, that dude, not that's true. That is baller. <laughs> like, like you're, you're showing them who's no boss. way, man. I'm a blessed man that I am married to Jana. Um, I don't deserve it, but anyway, man, that's, it's, it's one of those things I feel like envy and maybe this is true of all sin, but, uh, envy is kind of like one of those things where it's like a small, you know, uh, the power a single match has, it's not much, not much of a threat in the box, but, but can be a big threat when it's lit in the forest or lit in a house or whatever, you know, it can turn into a huge ordeal, a life changing thing pretty quick. So, um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think too, like to go along with with James' words in, in chapter yeah. three, like um, if you're seeing destruction, especially inside a relationship around you, um, like I would take a step back and see where envy is is at play, um, because I would argue to some extent it's probably at play, um, and it's worth digging into and figuring out and, and and acknowledging that this is where you're at and this is what you're envying. Um, but I guess the next question is, Andrew, if, if we recognize envy is, is playing a role in our lives, like what do we do to overcome it? It's so funny. I was going to, I was going to ask you that, um, <laughs> as the next thing, but, um, I could see in your yeah, eyes, you could, so I'm going to beat you to you it. totally beat me to it. I don't know. I don't have a perfect answer. I don't think, um, but you probably didn't expect me to have a perfect answer, but if you see envy, no, that's why I yeah. asked you. <laughs> if you see envy in your life, what do you do about it? Um, what is the next step? I mean, I think one of the first things is take a little time to slow down and understand where it's coming from. Kind of like what you were saying. If there's there's yeah. a bunch of sin or a bunch of things falling apart in your life, try to examine where envy is in that equation. Um, I think, yeah, slow down and just reflect a little bit on like, wait, what is what am I envious of? Why? (laughs) And what's the root of that? That's just a good place to start to understand and then invite, invite the Holy Spirit into that and and pray like, Lord, can you help reveal this stuff to me? Because I don't, I I only see this side of the situation and be really specific. Maybe write it down, maybe email it to a friend who you're close with. I don't know. That was a joke from earlier, but um, write it out. Take time to really think through it. And, and share that with somebody. Share it with the Lord in prayer and ask him to reveal more to you about that. But then share it with somebody yeah. who you love and who loves Jesus, you know, um, in the reverse order, who loves Jesus and loves you. Um, like, that's yeah. that's what I would say to just try to start understanding it. Um, what do you think, man? I, I think that's a great start. Like. Uh, I think too often when sin enters our lives, as it does often, um, our response to it is to fix it ourselves. Mm -hmm. Um, And that isn't what Jesus asked us to do. 
Um, like sin management is not the goal of Christianity. Relationship with Jesus is the goal of Christianity and out of that pouring into relationship with other, other people. Um, so kind of following that model of, of exactly what you're saying, if dig into it with Jesus, you know, Hey Jesus, what's going on? Um, I've got to be missing something here. What's happening that I'm not seeing, you know, what sins present that I'm not paying attention to. Um, and just start to have those detailed conversations with, with God and, and with his spirit and um, dig into those things and, and see what, what's revealed and uh, not only what's revealed, but like, what's your next action step out of that revelation. Um, if God's saying, Hey, you're envious of this specific thing. Um, then my next question to God is, okay, God, I'm envious of this specific thing. I'm acknowledging yeah. that I'm, I'm recognizing it, um, which is first step of overcoming anything yeah. is recognize that it's an issue. Um, but then the second question is now, okay, God, now I'm recognizing it. What do I, what do I do with it? Like what's next? Like, what am I, what's the hard stuff that I need to do? What's the stuff I need to dig into, um, personality wise, uh, heart wise, um, behavior wise that, that starts to shift and change some of these things, um, I think is, is a big, a big piece of it as well. And I, I would probably assume, um, that Jesus is going to start pushing into, um, some things with, maybe it's an envious of a person. We'll just use that as an example yeah. to make things simple. Um, I, I think he's going to start pushing into you of, of, uh, being that person's biggest cheerleader. Hmm. Yeah. Um, that like you need to you need to promote them you need to uplift them you need to ask me to continue to bless them in the areas um, that you're envious of them yeah. about um, so they're because we should be looking at it from that perspective especially inside a relationship of like I, I want to be for the good that's coming mm-hmm. in, in you know out of that area of their life like I want to be for um, God to continue to do great work in that area so he can continue to have great impact in that area like why would I want him to take that away that's that's crazy talk um, but there's something inside of our own heart it's the gratitude piece yeah. too right like there's something that we do when we practice gratitude that starts to shift how we shift our perspective of how we view things yeah. when I start to praise that person around me that I'm envious of it's going to start to shift uh, my perspective of that relationship and about what's going on and what's the most important thing. I think last episode we talked about, like you've got to pull back from life far enough to see life in the big yeah. picture and not be so focused on the thing in front of you. And I think oftentimes when envy is in the picture and um, we're so focused on that one thing that we miss kingdom perspective from the perspective, like, look what God is doing yeah. with that. Like, so I'm a, you know, I come from a pastor's background. I've preached for a long time. Um, preacher envy, man, is it through the roof inside of pastors? Like through the mm. roof inside of pastors. I never mm. understood it. I never wanted to be a preacher, so that's probably why I'm not envious of other preachers. Yeah. I just appreciate yeah. their skill um, when they're good at it. And then when they're not good at it, I'm sad for them. But, um, uh, but man, like others of just seeing, especially like your famous preachers, um, like they start to nitpick everything about their lives, yeah. um, this and that. And did you hear what so-and-so did? And did you hear what he did today or she did today? And um, like it just starts to consume your thoughts. In all reality, if you really step back from it, like you're envious of their ability, what God has given them to to be able to do these yeah. things. So you're going to nitpick everything about their ministry when we should be saying, man, look at the impact that God is having. So maybe they're a great evangelist. Yeah. So they preach the gospel in such a way that it just grabs a hold of people's hearts, but there are horrible disciple yeah. makers. Um, we like to focus on the things they're bad at. 
You're like, but look how good they are. And in partner with the right person, we have the whole package right. all together, right. right? Like, can we be praying for those things? Can we be praying for the fruit that's coming out of it? Like, is it horrible that so many people are coming to know yeah. Jesus? No, that's not horrible. That's crazy talk. Um, like, be glad of, but like, it's such a big, big thing among pastors of like the nitpicking of other pastors because in all reality, I think it's just 100% envy yeah. um, of just tearing them up inside and they're not willing to admit because it's, it's normal for all of us to admit, oh, now I'm not envious about anything. Well, in real reality, no, we probably are if we're taking the time to, to really yeah. dig into it. And I would argue, a lot of your envy probably falls inside of your insecurities mm. as well. Yeah. So like the insecurities that you know you go back to over and over again um, probably have some root in, in some envy yeah. in your life um, that you probably need to dig up and, and pull out. But I'd say I'd say exactly what you said. Of first step is is to acknowledge it, to have that conversation with God, get really detailed about it. Um, then get into the conversation of God. What do, you, what do I do about it now? Now that I recognize that this is a problem, like how do I? How I've do been as you've been. I was I was trying to listen, and I was listening to what you were saying right there. Um, and my mind just kind of went off on this tangent a little bit around the question of why is is love not envy? Why does love never envy? And I started thinking of a few kind of examples. One is: Have you seen the movie Hamilton? Have you seen that on Disney Plus? Uh, I tried. I'll be honest. I didn't yeah. make it far. So we watched that. Uh, Jana loves musicals and theater, and I actually really enjoyed it, um, too. And Catherine loved it because um, it's like songs and dancing and all that stuff. Um, yep. But one of the, the – um, spoiler alert, uh, but it's fine. Um, but one of the guys who is a, a main character – um, he has this ma- the one major song he has throughout is where the theme is I just want to be in the room where it happens. Like I want to be at the table. I want to be making the decisions that Hamilton is making. Uh, but but it's an idea that it could apply to a lot of places. I just want to be in the room where it happens. And then he kind of goes on and you see his envy growing and growing and growing. And in the very end, um, he ends up becoming vice president. Um, but uh, he challenges Alexander Hamilton to a duel and shoots and kills him. Um, and he does it intentionally. And it's like this literal thing of like this envy transpired where they could have been best friends. If they worked together, they could have been like a bigger force to be reckoned with. But the dude's envy just kept spiraling and spiraling and spiraling. And uh, and in the end, he literally killed him. And that's, I believe, factual to, to what happened. Um, but anyway... Uh, there's, there's that side where it's like, it can creep and creep and creep. And then to the point where you're not even thinking about all the stuff you're doing or all the gifts that God gave you, you're just yeah. focused on somebody else and how they're a better preacher, but, oh, they must have this moral fail- yeah. failure that they're hiding because nobody's that good of a teacher or whatever, you know, your, your envy can start yeah. to spiral and spiral, um, to totally distract yeah. you. No, yeah. that's a good word. But the, the other thing, man, yeah. uh, and I- oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, and, and just to tag on that, like, <laughs> just the amount of people that I know that are so focused on one small little thing, whether it's another person or it's a different sin, that they miss out on so much fruit of their ministry of what God wants to do in them mm-hmm. and through them. Um, 
because they can't get past this one yeah. thing. Whether it's an issue of forgiveness or it's an issue of um, envy or it's a, a, another variety of different sins that they just get so focused on that one little thing and they just can't break through that they're constantly kept from what God is wanting to do and how he wants yeah. to work. Like It's just mind-boggling. You miss out on so much life. Yeah. Um, but and I, I, I Googled this. The Burr-Hamilton duel is – That's is, right. Uh, yeah. Historical, yeah, yeah, that he did yeah. kill, and it's like, uh, but it's, yeah, I thought it was historical. Which, like, let's be honest, like as vice president, kind of crazy, but you I know it's crazy. Like, I challenge um, you to a duel behind the White House. Like, what? <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, uh, yeah, but dude, the other thing I was thinking is like on the super because when we think about envy, um, we're usually talking actually about stuff. Um, is that maybe just because it's the easier thing to talk about? You know, when you're envious of the Range yep. Rover or envious of that person's house or that person's bank account or whatever you're envious of, um, like, I think love never is envious because when you're talking about relational things or material things, like, especially with material things, say you're super envious of um, the Range Rover, you know, so you... You start cutting corners at work and doing things that are unethical or whatever to get the promotion. And then you do it more and more to where you're getting paid enough. And you're like, I'm buying a Range Rover today. Guess what? You might buy that brand new. You might buy every special feature you can get of it. Um, But the first test drive you take it out of on after buying it, well, it's going to rain or you're going to go through uh, mud or you're going to hit a pothole or you're going to do something to take it from that perfect material you, state andrew are you are you trying to destroy my range rover right now <laughs> yeah. in your illustration yeah i am i do I am. appreciate this no, i'm just saying like something's gonna happen to it whether it's the day you drive it yeah. off the lot or a year later or whatever like eventually it's yeah. gonna get scuffed up there's gonna be birds that poop on it while you drive jack's gonna throw up in the front seat if he's not on a hunger strike like we talked about if i had um, a range rover <laughs> jack would not be in my car it's fair but um, I don't know, dude, you love Jack, but I'm just saying like on the material, like God might allow you to get whatever that thing is that you were envious of, but at some yeah. point it's going to disappoint you hardcore and you're going to be stuck saying, well, I guess I just need a better version of the Range Rover. You know, the, the 2028 yeah. just came out and that's way better because it has better shocks and whatever, you know, yeah. like this whole like our culture is kind of driven our buying culture is driven on envy you know it's like the comparison of like you know yeah oh they have the perfect car house perfect family great jobs it's no problems because they bought the honda you know or whatever the thing is it's yeah. like so much of that is driven on envy but anything that's material is bound to eventually disappoint because it's material it's created it's not permanent you know um, and it's not God. And, and anytime you start to replace the immaterial with the material, things start to go wrong um, because you're you're putting something in God's seat that just isn't God. Uh, whether it's a Range Rover, a bar yeah. of gold, or somebody's family that you're envious of. I don't know. It's just I don't think there's a place for yeah. envy inside of love. Yeah, it's definitely going to cause destruction and um, going to put distance between you and, and, and other people. But like, even just the, the willingness to 
cut corners, like you're saying. Like when envy takes over, like you're willing, as James said, you're willing to cause yeah. other destructive patterns and other sin to, to enter the picture that you would never would have if you weren't chasing yeah. something that you shouldn't have been chasing in the first place. Um, and it's amazing like how quickly you can go down that road. I, I think oftentimes too, like um, this enters the picture constantly, like the blessing and cursing um, theology of the old, old covenant. Uh, if I do good, God will bless mm. me. If I do bad, God will curse me. Um, and, and, we've said this numerous times that theology doesn't exist anymore. Um, when the covenant changed and Jesus fulfilled um, the old covenant, this new covenant that's individualistic, it's pointed at us. Jesus was very clear that we're going to suffer because of it. Like, um, and your suffering isn't because of your sin um, necessarily. It's, it's because this is just the world we live in now. Like you stand for something that the enemy is going to attack. Um, and that's just normal. So we have to get away from that theology because what ends up happening is, God, look at all the good I'm doing yeah. for you. Um, God, I'm not sinning in this way. I'm doing all this good stuff. Did you not see that I what I did for that old woman on the street corner? Um, like, you should be giving this to me, but yet you're giving this to this other person um, who seems so evil on the outside yeah. looking in. Um, and Jesus was clear. Like, I'm going to send the rain for both the, the, good. the just and yeah. the unjust. Um, like that's normal. Um, so I, I think you have to get away from that theology cause it also takes you down roads of like, I deserve yeah. this and you don't, you don't deserve anything. Like the only reason you have sin in your life that you've conquered is not on your own right. behalf. Like get over yourself. Right. It's by the power of Jesus and his resurrection that you have any power over sin, you know, like whatsoever. So like to get into the nitty gritty of it all, like it's not about you. When we make it about you, the selfish ambition or this envy, um, like destruction's going to follow. So stop making it about you. Like, I don't care how good of you've done. I don't care if your mother Teresa and how you love people. Um, that doesn't mean you deserve anything because what you deserved was death and destruction because that's what your yeah. sin was. Um, but Jesus' sacrifice and the only good about your life was Jesus' sacrifice um, is the only reason that you have access to so many great things and so many great attributes to who you are today was because of what Jesus has done. So give credit where credit's due, Jesus, and be content with what Jesus yeah. has given, as hard as it is at times. Um, because that's like, that's where true joy, true life. That's where we experience the full life is inside of, of, of a relationship and inside of, um, being content with who God has created this to be and what God has given us. And, um, also trusting the fact of what God hasn't given us. Yeah. Like I look at it and say, man, I think I'd be a really good steward of a hundred million dollars. <laughs> I think God should give me a hundred million dollars, but in all reality, <laughs> Probably not. Like, let's be honest. I'm going. I'm going to. I'm going to ruin some lives with a hundred million dollars. Probably my own. Uh, like God is giving me exactly what I need, and I have to be content and okay with that. Like I don't have whatever because this is what God thinks is best for right. me. Maybe it's in the season. Maybe it's for this life. Who knows? Um, but like, there's that piece of it too. Of like, no, no, no. God's plan is perfect. It's not what I yep. wanted. And I have to figure out how to get to a place where I want what Jesus wants. But, um, like, I think there's a big, big piece of that too. Of like, it's, I don't care how good you think you are, how much good you think you've done. The covenant changed and doesn't work yeah. like that anymore. Um, and you've got to be okay with that. Um, and that's a hard lesson to learn. Like less of you and more of Jesus. Like that's a hard lesson. What to do learn. you think the flip side, like the, I'm sure we could look this up in five seconds, but is the op opposite of envy just like gratefulness? Um, when like you just because 
I think of people who are grateful. There's one friend I have uh, in particular that I've made here that I'm just like, he's a grateful dude. Um, and you just see it in the way that he interacts with his child, with his wife, the way that he uh, does all kinds of things. Like, he's just a grateful person. And yeah. to me, that's like, it's such a good attribute for somebody to think of you as grateful. I don't know if people yeah. think of me as that, but um, I'd like for them to, because it's like... Are you fishing for a compliment? Not at all. Compliment? Not I can at give all. it to you if you want. Um, <laughs> I mean, no. Stop. Stop that. No. But like, literally, um, it's it's such a good thing. And I think it just, it shows you're content with what you have. Um, and yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I think too, like, I think generosity is probably the opposite okay. of envy. Yeah, yeah. I would assume, um, sure. just because it it lives right. in that world. But gratitude, like you can't be generous without gratitude, right. so it probably goes hand in hand. But like, I don't know. Generosity is twofold too, right? Like, oftentimes we like to say, I should say, it could have two faces to it rather than twofold. Um, I could be generous on the outside, but in all reality, I'm trying to manipulate. A situation with my generosity. Well, that's not generosity. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no great, great gra- gratitude there. I'm just trying yeah. to manipulate. Um, the other side of it is genuine generosity, where I'm giving sacrificially right. to those around right. me because it's it's what Jesus has called me to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think is is probably a big piece. And so the other side of it is this too. Like, um, say you're envious. Let's go back to the preacher example because it's it's easy. I'm envious of this preacher because of his preaching skills and the crowds and the influence that he has because of what God has given him. Um, generosity would be, I, I should be, you know, helping in any way I can, yeah. if I'm in a relationship with him, if I'm not, then like, <laughs> stop it. Um, but if I'm in a relationship, how can I help? Like, can I help you with sermon prep? Can I help you with, with whatever? How can I assist you in, in doing these, these yeah. things? And then it's also like talking you up in a great way, man. Andrew is such a phenomenal communicator. Um, he's so good at like, did you see how he did this, this, and this? Um, like there's that piece of it too, of generosity of I'm giving generous praise yeah. to, to somebody, whether that person ever hears right. it or not. I would argue they should probably hear it, but um, like there's something that does in your own spirit of when I start to lift these people yeah. up, um, it is it is envy, at least according to sorry the results yeah. just came back. The Oxford languages generosity is the envy, opposite. Or generosity yeah, yeah. is the opposite nice. of envy. Nice. The verb is be glad for, um, which kind of goes along with what I'm exactly saying. Like, can I be that. glad for um, that individual, and can I? Can I raise? This is why we're friends. Andrew. I just want you. To, just want you to tell me how awesome I am. Uh, <laughs> I don't have enough people in my life to tell me how awesome I am. That's not true. I have plenty of people that tell me how awesome I am. If they only knew the real me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think that's a big thing. Is like, how are you giving? But take a step back. Take a step back. Take yeah. a step back. And we said this earlier. Like, what is Jesus telling yeah. you to do in this moment? Those are the things yeah. you should be doing. Like, we're giving you ideas. That's great. But if you just live by our ideas, it's right. sin management. It's not going to really right. change your heart. It's not really going to yeah. change anything. Like you need to be in a relationship with Jesus and let Jesus speak into those things. And um, at some point, there might come a time, and this would be a difficult lesson for Jesus to give you, but um, he does give this lesson of you have to reach out to that individual and let them know that you're envious of them about these yeah. things um, to get it out on the table to heal yeah. relationship, especially if you're in a place where you've destroyed relationship because yeah. of your envy. To heal a relationship, you would have to circle mm-hmm. back around and be like, hey, um, 
like this is what this is why I acted the way I did, or yeah. this is why these situations played out the way that it is because I actually I was, and I've done that before. Yeah. Like, nice. um, I had an individual that I led poorly um, because I was giving up something I loved, um, and it wasn't being done the way that I thought mm-hmm. it should be done. Uh, horrible <laughs> leadership moment, um, and I had to circle back around. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if it was a year later, or a few yeah. years later, um, after I s- experienced a similar thing. Um, and apologize of like, Hey, this is what I did. And I led you poorly. And, um, hopefully you can forgive me. And thankfully he did. And we have a great relationship today, but like you got to yeah. man up sometimes and, and heal those relationships that right. need to be healed. Right. Yeah. And isn't that like the, it's the things you learn from experience over time where you're like, man, I wish I didn't have to learn that lesson, but hopefully I never have to learn it again. You know, like the, when we were talking about patience, yep. it's like, just be patient with people because one one bad thing you do, one impatient thing you do, you have to do a lot of good things to replace that. You got to do a lot of kind things to replace That's it. True. And That's just right. in the same way, it's I like, about that. Don't, be, that That's good. don't be envious because at the end of the day, it's going to hurt you more than anybody else. You know, it's going to hurt yeah. your relationship with Jesus. Yeah. It's going to hurt your relationships with the people around you, not even just the person you're envy yeah. of or envious of or the thing. I'm the ones involved. Yeah. It's going to hurt. Yeah. Just the destruction you caused because of hurt. It's like Satan wants us to be envious. Um, Sometimes we want to be envious. You know, we got to own that piece of of our own lives, the the sin that can creep in because we want something that God doesn't want for us. But at the end of the day, if you want to avoid some trouble, uh, just recognize where envy is creeping into your life and try to um, ask God, don't even try, just ask God to help you deal with that. And then follow Jesus's example in that, um, in this. So yeah, man, if you just want to avoid some pain, don't be envious (laughs) because it's just not going to bring anything good. It's not a part of love and it's not a part of good relationships. It's just going to steal your joy. It's just going to steal the full, full life that Jesus has for you. And man, if that's what you're chasing, that's what you want to experience. Like this is, this is a, you know, right on it to, to start to steal those things yeah. from you. But, you know, we'll continue our conversation as we kind of work through um, these love verses yeah. um, and dig into these things. Um, as, as next up, we'll, we'll talk about that love is, and maybe we should have put these together, but love is not proud. Yeah. Um, but yeah, pride is, is right mm-hmm. there along with, mm-hmm. with envy. They kind of play hand in hand. Uh, one is a protection, protection me- mechanism, trying yeah. to protect myself. I live right. in pride. Um, but also from a destructive standpoint yeah. too. But yeah, um, yeah, it's it's going to be a good one. Good. We'll talk about pride, and then we get into arrogant and rude, and um, does not insist its yeah. own way is not irresistible. This is a different version. <laughs> um, well, I'll just I don't know what version of scripture you read, but you put it in here, and I'm like, I don't know this. Uh, does not dishonor others, not self seeking, not angered, does keeps yeah. no records of wrong. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with yeah. the truth. Um, I'm looking forward to that that episode, yeah. that whole yeah. statement right there. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoice in the truth and what that yes. really means. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. What's What version of the Bible do you typically I read? I usually read the ESV, I think. Or listen to. The ESV or the message. Um, uh, I enjoy both of those a lot. I hate the well, ESV. haters going to hate, you hate know? The, hate the um, ESV of the passion. <laughs> that was First Corinthians you know, 13. For someone that grew up with his dyslexia. Uh, the SV is just, man, it is a freaking, I can't do <laughs> just, it because it, 
and and here's the issue with the ESV <laughs> is the ES one of the ESV's goal like there's a scale right to to modern language readability to uh, closest to your original text right and there's a scale and they yeah. all land at different places the NIV would land um, pretty much in the middle you'd have you know the New Living Translation that would live more on the further side of of common hmm. language today and then you'd have the ESV the NASB on on this side of like, we're going to stick to sentence structure. And because it sits, sits in sentence structure, the way the grammar works inside yeah. of it makes no sense to me. So I get lost constantly inside of it because I'm just not smart I enough lied. to read it. Um, and I think you're smart enough to read it. I read the NASB because that's the one that Jana got me a long time ago. That's um, worse. That's worse than the ESV. Or is it better because it's closer to the original? Eh, you said it. Um, <laughs> What's more important, that it's closer to the original or that I don't understand Are you envious it? that I read the NASB? <laughs> I uh, would argue that it's... <laughs> no, I'm not envious. I just recognize that you're much smarter than I <laughs> no, am. And I'm true. okay with that. No, 100%. I also like the message. But people, uh, if you're listening to this and you like this theme we're on, I would encourage you, if you don't... Like a lot of people, I think I sometimes feel this way. Um, just don't know what to read in the Bible. And guess what? You're allowed to read one piece of the Bible a lot of times. There's not going to be any harm that comes of it. It's true. So if you like this this kind of thinking about relationship and what is love, what isn't love, I just encourage you like spend a week, spend six weeks reading First Corinthians 13. Like yep. you're not going to hurt anything. By that and and you might understand these verses better than we do by the time you're done with it. So yeah, oh, so just sure. take some time, read this, read it slowly, journal it out, think about it, pray about it. It's gonna be only good that comes out of it. So um yeah, that's my encouragement. Yeah, that's true. I think so often we think that's a great encouragement. I think so often we think that we have to read chapter by chapter right. through scripture or um, we have to cover more ground to be more yeah. godly Christians, yeah. and in all reality, application is the key to to God's word and in God speaking to us. So to live in such potent verses yeah. of, I would love to hear your journey. Yeah. So like, if you choose to take Tell that us. journey, like reach out to us. Um, you can reach out to us at our email hello at thisjesuslifepodcast dot com or um, find us on Instagram and message yeah. us there. Um, I think our Jesus life podcast is, is the handle, but um, like reach out. Cause I want to hear that journey too. Yeah. And, and what God's teaching you through it. And then we'd love to reach back out, you know, six weeks from now and, and hear how much more you understand what love to be inside of relationship um, that maybe you didn't understand before. And we'd love to learn from you. Um, we love you guys. We are praying for you guys. Yes, we are. And as always, Andrew, it's good to see you, my friend. It's good to see you, my man. Thanks for listening to our show. It means a lot to us, and we hope that by listening, you grow closer in your relationship with Jesus and with others. And please help us out with rating our podcast or leaving us a review on the platform you're listening to if it lets you do that. To also follow us on Instagram, and please share us with your friends. This helps us share this message of hope that is found in Jesus and His gospel, a message that has the potential to change the lives of the people around you. And we want to hear from you. You can email us at hello at thisjesuslifepodcast.com, message us on Instagram, or just catch up uh, with us online on our, our website where you can view our show notes and all the links to the things we talk about at thisjesuslifepodcast.com. Thanks for listening to our show. 